I am so incredibly overwhelmed, but for the best reason possible, life is on the upswing. And I want to say finally, but honestly, during this past month, which of course I'll talk about this in more detail in a later episode of the podcast, but I have had nothing but gratitude. It's been a struggle, but I've just been so grateful because it's like, I am where I've always wanted to be and life will always have its struggles. So let's just, you know, be grateful for what we have in the moment. And I'm very grateful though that I that life is currently on the upswing. And I think I'm entering a career where if I do everything right and follow the rules, I can be there for a while and, you know, maintain my job, which is really nice. And I'm excited. I'm very excited. But I also think with it happening as quick as it's happening, I don't feel like I've had time to prepare. And therefore, I am just incredibly overwhelmed right now. But that's not what this episode's all about. So if you want to hear nothing about anything I've said in the past like minute or so, just keep tracking along. <laughs> just, I don't know. This just turned weird. Anyway, welcome to Simply Jimmy the Podcast. <laughs> again welcome my name is Jamila and I talk into a microphone about anything and everything and also nothing at the same time it's very exciting I hope you're doing well uh like I said life is on the upswing for me so I'm doing good I'm definitely like I don't even know (laughs) processing I guess I feel like I'm processing I this past last week I just it was the most exciting week ever but it was so crazy every day was way longer than I anticipated. It was just such a long, long, not long week. It was all exciting things, but every day felt long. And my body was like, what are we doing about the sleep situation, honey? What's, what's going on? So lots of like at this current moment when I'm recording, I actually have a pretty intense headache because I'm like, my body is like, what's going on? I also did just get my hair braided and I, you know, depending on the tightness, I can get a headache. Also side note, I really didn't want this to be a tangent, but I am going to make it a tangent real quick. The girl who braided my hair, fantastic. Oh my goodness. Literally, I can't think of anyone who hasn't complained about how thick my hair is, whether they're braiding it, straightening it, washing it, whatever. Every woman that I have gone to to do my hair talks about how thick it is, complains. This girl, quiet as a mouse. Like we were watching Harlem. I honestly, I'm sure by the time this episode goes up, I've already finished the first season. We knocked through most of the season while she was doing my hair. It's such a good show, but it's on Amazon Prime. Definitely recommend. It was only two seasons, 10 episodes long. Anyway, we knocked through, we were going through Harlem and like we would like kind of chuckle or, you know, make a little comment about something happening on the show because it's funny. But like, other than that, she was quiet. She did not talk. She was, let me eat my Cheetos, drink my orange juice. She was so sweet. I I dropped my glasses and my phone. She picked them up for me. She offered me water. She offered Panera. I mean, fantastic. But you know what the best thing about this is? Not only is it the fact that she didn't complain about how thick my hair is, but she braided it in medium knotless braids. And if you know about medium knotless braids, you know they can take a minute. But she did this in five hours record when I say record I mean like what my brain is scratching I I the like not my brain is scratching I don't even know my brain is we're just 
everything in life is processing right now to be honest but I was shook because with like the blue braids that I had you can go to all simply j on Instagram if you want to figure them out but those took like eight ish nine ish hours and I genuinely think they were bigger than the braids that I got today my little medium knotless braids so Shout out to the girl who did my hair. If you are in North Carolina and you want her like information, I will happily give it to you. DM me if you're interested. I just, I was shook. I was so shook. I was like, what? And she was just so sweet. Like so, so, so sweet. So anyway, I had a very good experience with that today, I will say. But I will also say my head, every time my head gets used to not having the extra weight of braids, I'm like, ha ha ha, psych. And then I get braids again and then my head's heavy, but I'm done sharing my hair journey. So we're just going to move on to something else (laughs) involving, I don't know. I was going to say involving being black, but then, you know, I said that one time about braids to someone who is not black and they were like, anyone can get extensions right into their hair and I was like we're not gonna have this discussion so we're just gonna like fast forward move on to black and beautiful news already got the world on me give a pretty brown girl her space you can keep your bitter I'm gonna make a better way Honestly, it almost feels wrong to talk about anything that's good news related considering what has happened in Maui. If you don't know about what's going on in Hawaii, I can't say it like a true Hawaiian and I feel like that's offensive, but I'm also not Hawaiian. So if you don't know what's going on and you don't have the Weather Channel app, pretty much, because that's how I found out about what was going on before people started posting on social media, the Weather Channel app was keeping me updated. I'm literally on the complete opposite side of Maui, but still was getting updates of like Hawaii. Like I'm not even in the ocean. I'm not on island. Anyway, messing up my words already didn't take long, but long story short, there were wildfires that pretty much swept the island and the historic town of, I'm not going to say it, but it starts with the L. I don't want to butcher it, which apparently used to be the capital of Hawaii is burned down to like it's just gone (laughs) essentially it's ashes i was reading one article that said one of the responders to what was happening remembers seeing a charred car with a charred body in it and that like immediate tears to my eyes i was like oh wow 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 i just i really did want to talk about it because it just felt wrong Honestly, it just felt wrong in my heart to talk about some good news and not address something that's really, really disheartening. But I do actually have good news this go around, which is exciting. If you're in Tennessee, you might have heard about this, uh, especially if you watch the news in Tennessee. I don't know if it's made national news or not, but I already like knew about it because honestly, you know, I care about my family. So I stay up to date on things that are happening in Nashville and just in Tennessee in general because I have family kind of all over the state. Like I genuinely want to make sure that they are okay so I knew about this and then someone sent me the article because it was a big deal so Tamia Potter Florida native is the first black female neurosurgery resident at Vanderbilt which is a big deal 
I couldn't tell you anything about the medical field, to be honest, but it is a very big deal. Neurosurgery? What? I know that's your brain and some needles and scissors and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) But it's a very big deal. And as a black woman, I celebrate you, Tamia. As a Tennessean, oh, I I celebrate you because I'm sure just being at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's an Ivy League, and then just the location of Vanderbilt, the demographic, like I, I can only imagine the hurdles that you had to overcome, even just to get to the point of going to Vanderbilt. Like I can... I can imagine. So to be the first black woman to achieve something so spectacular, I applaud you and I celebrate you and thank you. So we had some bad news and we've had some good news and I feel like we should just keep going with this episode. So per usual to see if I can actually stop salivating during these podcast episodes, I have something to drink. I have the cranberry apple juice that you can buy at Ocean, not buy at Ocean Spray. You can buy it at the grocery store, but it's by Ocean Spray. It seems to always be on sale for like $3 and something cents, but that's what we're drinking. I'm not sure if I said this in the last episode or not, but this episode is like the final episode in a series that I kind of just made up on the fly, to be honest, for you to get to know me better and for me to figure out what box numbers and computers try to put me in it's very exciting to be honest so for the final episode of discovering the woman behind the questionable podcast that you are currently listening to we are going to take an enneagram test together which i will have the link or i will have the test that i take linked in the description of this episode if you want to take it yourself it is apparently the most trusted free enneagram test that people have taken on the internet because I did google that after I googled Enneagram test free (laughs) and the one from EnneagramUniverse.com is apparently the best one to take. The first episode in this three-part series was me taking the Myers-Briggs test which I just kind of talked through the questions and shared anecdotes and that's going to be the same energy that this episode has as well but in that episode I found out that I have an ESFJ personality so if they wanted to put me in 16 boxes like wasn't sure which box I belonged in. I belong in the ESFJ box. And then the second episode in this series, I vaguely unpacked my childhood. There was definitely tears. And, you know, it's been kind of a slippery slope in that arena of my life, honestly, ever since I made that episode, because recording it, I really found out like where I am in those relationships and just like with my family and how much I just want to be not a different person per se but just I just want to grow on my own you know I don't want to be dragged down by the same stuff all the time it's exhausting and I'm tired and I can't be the only one who's trying long story short but in that episode besides talking about my childhood I did also talk about attachment styles and of course shared anecdotes and how it just relates to my childhood like I said in that episode learning about your childhood really helps you learn about who a person is, I feel like, because your childhood shapes you. And with learning about attachment styles, it affects the progression of like future relationships and not just romantic ones, like how you go about who you are and how you talk to people, how you connect in like friendships and like with coworkers and all of that jazz. I can't believe I have to connect with coworkers. Oh no, I just thought about that. <laughs> My new job, mm. My new job, I really actually have to like make friends. Ooh, that's crazy. Anyway, (laughs) so like I said, today we're taking the Enneagram test from EnneagramUniverse.com. So 
let's get into it. Let's see what other nonsense I have to say. Oh, this chick is using her garbage disposal, ma'am. Enneagram complete test. Score the statements according to how true or applicable they are to you. So it goes from almost never to almost always. 180. Oh my goodness, there's 180 questions. Okay. Mm, I might reach a point to where like in a job interview, I just kind of start clicking things. <laughs> to be honest, because what is 180 questions? I promise you right here, right now, y'all are not going to hear me answer every single one of these questions because who, who, who has the time? Not me. Um, but the first one is enjoy analyzing things, gathering data, figuring out what makes things tick. I don't care. Tend to be romantic and long for the great love of my life to come along. <laughs> I don't want to say I want to so bad because it sounds desperate, but honestly, listen to this. Okay. We're going to harbor on this question for a second. I am so excited about about my new career and where I have the potential to take it and all of this free time I'm suddenly going to have which again we will go into more detail the next episode but I'm so excited about it that I could not give two craps about being in any sort of romantic relationship right now and not only am I very career oriented but it's I don't even know how to explain this I have found a newfound like a deeper love and appreciation for my really close friends. Like they have just been, and I'm going to go into so much more detail about this in the next episode. I'm not going to like give their business away for sure. Cause I try to not do that, but just, I don't know. I, I had this moment where I was like, Oh my goodness, like they're doing things in their lives and we're, we're showing up all of, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I have three friends who don't really know each other. Two of them might know each other, but not like closely or anything. But the way that individually we all show up for each other is like amazing to me because it's so beautiful watching them live their lives the best way that I possibly can. I mean, it's really just a matter of consistently catching up in social media but with consistently catching up, it's not like when you were a kid and you're texting each other every single day or you see them every day at school. It's like, no, like they're living their lives and then we just catch up. And it's not like, and I think this is so weird. I don't even know how to explain it, but I don't know every detail. And I love that because I don't know how to explain it. Like I can just, I don't know. I know my friends and I know like when I look at them, when something is like wrong or like I have a general idea of like, you know, maybe something's happening. And of course, it's up to them if they want to tell me or not. I'm not going to be like, tell me, you know, if you actually if you have depression, don't just listen to me talk about my depression. You're not saying anything like it's not like that at all. But it's like I can read you and I am happy with whatever you decide to tell me, whatever you feel comfortable telling me. And it's not every detail. And it's kind of nice because it's like we're living our own lives. And as long as the important things are said, and as long as they are okay, it's just like beautiful to me. So I have really been, instead of thinking about, oh, I'm 24 and I'm single. And when is this going to happen for me romantically? I've really just been sitting in this like appreciation of my friends, where they are in life and like where they're going. And just witnessing their beauty and their growth. It's just freaking fantastic. So 
that honestly has been besides like this new career like just watching them blossom has been fantastic and I've also just honestly focused on myself and not taking and this was has to do it doesn't necessarily have to do with my career but they kept repeating and training like don't take things personal and with them repeating that consistently I started thinking about like all these people that have just kind of floated out of my life and it sucks truly it sucks because there are certain people I had so many great memories with and then it's like all of a sudden I'm not saying their name anymore and they're not responding to my texts or they're watching my snapchat story but not saying anything even though they can obviously tell like this post is directed at you but I don't take it personal because I've really truly gotten into this mindset of it's not my fault so I've been really working on myself mentally in the best way that I can and just kind of growing and becoming someone that I love, someone who doesn't take anything personal. And, you know, shit happens, <laughs> to be honest. It is what it is. Whether someone stays, whether someone goes, shit happens. And as long as there is one person to be there to pick things up, that's really all that matters. So I've been just like focusing on really just sitting in the beauty of the relationships that I have that are fantastic instead of focusing on this man is going to come along and be my lover and he's going to save me from all of my issues and all this other jazz. So I'm going to put to answer this question, which I guess I should refresh you. It's tend to be romantic and long for the great love of my life to come along. I, I do. I say that I tend to be romantic just because I love like romantic movies, romantic books and all of all of the hopeless romantic things i just i love them all give me a good love pop album mm-hmm. conan gray see you love you appreciate you like i i do tend to that but i just want to say like i wanted to talk about this moment that i've had recently where it's just like being in a romantic relationship is not my focus being able to help a friend through a pregnancy or help a friend with a wedding or help a friend with a move like all of these big life things that happen as you become more of an adult like to be there for the people who've always been there for me has been my biggest focus thank you (laughs) thank you for coming to my TED talk that was really really long I tend to be more emotional than most people I know I think everyone and their mother can agree to that even if you haven't met me if you just simply listened to this podcast (laughs) you can probably figure that one out can be critical cynical and argumentative and can act intellectually superior that's not true because I literally forgot to mention any of my academic success success in an interview where it actually mattered (laughs) like I, I don't think I'm intellectually superior the amount of times I call myself stupid which I know is not good and you know positive affirmations but also I can recognize when I say something dumb can be a homebody and enjoy the comfort and peace of home I can be a homebody but I also really love to just go out like I'm really happy today's my day off and I do have a lot of just like computer things to get done but I was happy that I had to get my hair done today because it gave me a reason to leave my home even if I didn't talk to someone that much I honestly probably talked to the self-checkout machine at the grocery store more than I talked to the person who did my hair but it's okay because she was so sweet Find it easy to adapt to different people and situations. I feel like I've talked about this before, how I just, and maybe I haven't, maybe I have in my head for the next episode, because I definitely want to talk about being an, no, no, I have talked about this. 
because I talked about being an empath, but we're going to touch base on being empathetic also in the next episode that I've already taken notes for because I've had a situation where the empath in me did adapt to an environment and to a certain group of people and it didn't go well. (laughs) It did not work out in my favor, but it just happens. In relationships, I seek harmony and peace through a sense of belonging and or bonding with the other person. This is These are wordy questions. Enjoy spending time alone pursuing my personal interest. You know, if I can get a group of people together to just sit around all day on laptops and blog, I would. People may find it difficult to follow my train of thought. Oh, for sure. For sure. Have one conversation with me. Listen to this freaking podcast and the way my train of thought works I'm trying to figure it out because I can't even follow it. it. Like, where am I most of the time? That is the question of my life. Where am I mentally most of the time? Because I will have a thought and then it just poof, poof, it's gone. Like, where where did she go? I don't know. So for me to even try to explain an idea to someone, it's tough. Like, I have this, the a new friend that I've made in North Carolina and she will literally tell me to like stop and take a moment. And I will like literally stop speaking and I'll just try to like figure out what am I trying to even articulate? What am I trying to say? And then I will either say things in the most complex way or I'll do things in the most complex way, which retail has definitely showed me. Oh my goodness. Speaking of retail, when you're listening to this, it's like my last day working in retail. Yeehaw, brother. Something to celebrate, man. That's that's something to freaking celebrate. Ooh, I'm so happy. I get to be done, even if it's just like for now, like maybe I end up being 70 or whatever. And instead of retiring, I'm like, you know, let's go work at a grocery store again. But for now, we are celebrating because this is my last day in retail. I'm so happy. Have lots of friends and acquaintances and support them by cheering them up. I have lots of acquaintances and I support anyone by cheering them up, even if it's a girl who drops her gum on the ground unintentionally, even though it's been chewed. Like, it's tough, sis, and it happens, but I'm gonna lift you up and I'm gonna clean it up because I have to <laughs> feel that life is to be enjoyed and I'm optimistic about the future. Oh, for sure. Even on the bad days and like with this new career path, I've been warned, you know, you're gonna hit a point where the honeymoon phase is over and I'm like, you know, Every honeymoon phase ends, even in friendships and honestly, like sibling relationships, like every honeymoon phase ends and then shit gets real. And it's a matter of what do you do when the shit gets real? Do you keep going or like what, what do you do? So you can't let a temporary disaster, you can't let a temporary trial determine your future. And I know people who have had conversations with me recently, I really was like about to give up like so hard on life and being able to enjoy life. But I also knew in the back of my head that like I was going to do something great with life. And I've already done so many great things with life. I have to remind myself of that. And sometimes I have to go back and like scroll through my camera roll just to see all of the great that's happened in life and all of the bad that had to lead to those great moments. So I feel like life, like it's it's to be enjoyed and it's gonna be hard some days, but it's meant to be enjoyed. And the future, I don't wanna say the future is looking bright because that's A, very corny and B, considering the state of the world and literally what I talked about earlier in this episode, I don't know to be honest, but 
all I can really worry about is my future. And I can do my best to help with the earth literally being on fire temperature wise and like actually literally being on fire. All I can do is honestly enjoy the life that I can while I'm living because given the state of the rest of the world, there we don't know. Tend to be idealistic and ambitious and want to contribute something positive to the world, of course. Of course, if you want to contribute negativity to the world, you are literally what's wrong with the world. So people have seen me as overly dramatic. I'm I'm sure of it. (laughs) To impress, I may take on too much and make promises I can't keep. I try not to. I know my boundaries. Try to prepare for every contingency. Mm. Tend to take things too seriously and overreact to small things. It's kind of crazy. And I thought about this, like small things for some reason, and I'm going to blame it on it being a Gemini thing. Small things are a big deal, but like big things, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> like I sat in my job interview for the job and I literally like was talking to someone else who was in the room with me and I was like, my heart wasn't beating this fast when I knew I was going to jump out of an airplane. This is a job interview and I'm about to pee my pants. And my brain was like, yeah, that's backwards. <laughs> Feel that something is missing in my life. No, like I genuinely going back to the whole tend to be romantic thing and just not focusing on that right now. For a while, it did feel like something was missing. I remember just like watching everyone be in a relationship and or making advancements with their crush. And I was like, not me. I'm over here single and I'm not having fun. But I recently really just like fallen in love with hanging out with myself and just doing all the things that I want to do without checking with anybody. And I could like be single forever and I'm sure I'll have my moments where I'm like, oh, I wish I had someone here, but I don't feel like having a romantic partner is missing in my life anymore. I like with the the past couple of weeks have really shown me a lot. I don't know if you guys have gathered that, but man, it's just been fantastic to be honest. See no value in enduring suffering and pain and try to avoid it. I mean, it it, it happens. It happens. Had a TB test done. The way that needle hit my skin, I said, oh, because it was just chilling. (laughs) It was just chilling in my arm. I mean, you can't avoid shots. You know what I mean? In intimate relationships, I value being told that I'm loved and wanted. I do, but I don't get told that enough. And I kind of have to tell myself that. Like, I literally have to tell myself, this person may not have said that they love you, but just remember, they do. Hate to be bored and avoid doing boring, mundane things. I don't necessarily hate being bored, but I think it's important to be bored sometimes. I think it's important to literally sit and stare at a wall, to truly just be empty. Nothing is in front of you. You're not listening to anything. You're not watching anything. You're just there because in the boredom or with the boredom, there's silence. And sometimes it's important to just sit in the silence. So... I don't know. I don't hate to be bored because when I'm quote unquote bored, it's like there's time for me to pause and doing mundane things. It's a pause when feeling relaxed. I tend to be friendly and responsive to people. Actually, I like I'm not not friendly. I just don't respond like I'm head empty. Let me just sit in this bubble bath and exist. 
Enjoy supporting the careers of people whom I care about and deserve it. Absolutely. Because every one of my friends and people and families and all of the human beings in my life deserve the best. People feel comfortable telling me their problems. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like people will come to me just spilling their guts and I, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm honored. But also half the time it's like customers at like retail and I'm like I don't know you and I have a friend who also works in retail and she's like sometimes people just need someone to talk to and again I get it but also I don't know what to do about your problem with being from Kentucky and trying to find a car wash like I don't even know where a car wash is my car is rusty okay I don't know <laughs> like I don't know how to help you I'm assertive and like to compete and win I don't care about winning I get happy when I win, but if I lose, I'm like, you know, I've always lost. So (laughs) it is what it is. Tend to worry more than other people. Oh, absolutely. I'm a worry wart. Worry warts. Worry all the way. Tend to be a workaholic and a perfectionist. I just, in the past, I just wanted to survive. Recently, I've learned I, you know, I can do my best with work, but I also need to make sure every single freaking day I am doing something that makes Jamila happy. And if that means giving up perfectionism, because honestly, perfectionism is overrated. And that is one of the best things I learned in college. Literally the best thing is that it's never going to be perfect. Like that was like a weight taken off my shoulders. And with that thought process, I really just learned like, how important it is to work, work hard, do your best. Absolutely. But also like take care of yourself. Go watch the new episode of the summer. I turned pretty because you deserve it. So I, I don't know. I'm not a workaholic or a perfectionist. I don't think have difficulty understanding why people settle for second best. No, because I do that. (laughs) Have been goal oriented for as long as I can remember. Honestly, if someone were to ask me my life goals right now, I couldn't tell you I could tell you because I wrote about them on like the blog and I'll have them linked in the description but they're big goals right they're very broad so it's like to accomplish these very broad goals what micro goals am I going to make to get there now that I don't know so them goals are just chilling giving feels more comfortable than receiving oh for sure because I am awful at receiving gifts, but then I'm really, like, I'm bad at giving gifts. Like, I never know what to get people. And it, honestly, listen, it's becoming harder as I get older because now everyone's becoming adults or they are an adult. And it's like, whatever I give you, like, you can go get yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have the ability to buy yourself. And it's almost too with, like, especially now with me being so far away, it's like people are consistently changing. So it's like, what if I give you something, but that was you from two years ago and you now you're very different from who you were two years ago. And it's almost like I'm trying to hold on to the past when really I'm not, I'm trying to look forward to the future. But because I'm such a bad gift giver, it feels like I'm holding on to the past because I don't know what to get you because you know, you can almost get it yourself. So Yeah, that's why like I have reached the point like when it comes to my birthday, if I do get a gift card or money, I'm like, I will take it. 
I will take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. I'm so happy. But if I also get a physical gift, it like makes my day. I got candy this year for my birthday and it was the best thing. But in the moment when I got the gift or just any gift that I got for my birthday, like my, which my grandma, I love her to pieces. She'll just (laughs) throw a shopping bag at me and that's my gift. (laughs) She'll like not throw it at me, but she'll toss it on her bed and be like, there's clothes in there for you. And that's how she gives me a gift. So I don't ever feel weird about it. But anytime after my birthday or before, just when it's, when there's not an occasion for it and people are like, here, let me give this to you. Or like the past summer when I needed support and people were like, let me help you in this way. I was like, "Mm, no, like I would rather find a way to help you even though I know I can't do anything. So just yeah i receiving things stresses me out honestly just put it on a table and leave the room and i will receive it wonderfully as opposed to like it being hand given to me because then it's like i gotta do something i gotta uh, i have to like open this and i'm gonna love it no matter what but it's kind of just like i get emotional so quickly that how do i get a handle on these emotions when i do receive a gift it's like because for me when I receive a gift I want to sit there for a while and just bask in the fact that somebody thought about me but it's like uncomfortable to do that when the person who gave it to me is like right next to me because it's like I can't just bask in the fact that this person thought about me I have to wait until I'm alone or using the bathroom to be like dang like this is super dope. This person thought about me. I don't even know if that makes sense, but long story short, it's so much easier to give a gift, even if it's really, really bad than to receive a gift because every gift that I've been given has been freaking amazing. I like to entertain and enjoy telling stories and getting laughs. I don't, people say I'm funny and I don't know why. (laughs) So when people laugh, I'm like, oh, like, ha ha ha, you think this is funny and this is my life. But I enjoy, you know, just getting, I feel like if you're telling a story, you know, you're getting to know somebody and you're putting yourself out there in a way, but it's not that I'm purposely trying to entertain you or I'm purposely trying to tell a joke because when I do purposely try to tell a joke, it doesn't land and it's very uncomfortable. But when I'm just being myself and relaying some of the crazy things that happen in my life or, or are said in my life, then that's when people laugh. But it's not like I necessarily enjoy it it's just like it happens and I'm not funny so I don't know why it's happening tend to socialize with people who are interested in the same things I am no because no absolutely not I one of the guys that I worked with at uh, my retail my department store that I talked about the same one that Ashley Polito worked at everyone was like well not everyone but the HR person was like oh you're gonna get along with this guy And then I talked to that guy and we have the same like dialect and sarcasm and like we speak in our facial expressions before we actually say what we're thinking and we don't hold back even either, even if it's like very quietly. So when HR was like, you guys are going to get along and I met the dude, I went to HR and I was like, I know why you said we would get along, but why would I want to hang out with someone who's just like me? That is is so unsettling so I try to not be around people who you know are anywhere near like me interest-wise or whatever now you know books movies music tv shows like if we can talk about that that's cool but even then I like 
to talk about, you know, maybe a movie I haven't seen or a TV show that I haven't seen because if you liked it and I like who you are morally and just like as a person, then maybe it's something that I would be very interested in. So anyway, like to be on the go and may appear hyperactive to people. I've heard that I am on the go, which I don't know why people say that because most of the time I'm at home, but go off. Look for danger, unsafe people or unsafe situations. Why would I look for that? Bro, I'm trying to live. <laughs> have trouble saying no to requests. I do have that problem and therefore I now have two cell phone numbers from two people that I do not want and that I am honestly not a fan of. But because I can't say no and they were making very intense eye contact, I was just like, uh, yeah, sure, here's my number. And now both of their conversations, like I have the hide alerts on. So like they'll text me and I just like, won't know until the end of the day to be honest because that's not I don't I don't I didn't know how to say no and it yeah (laughs) it's bad I know it's bad but I'm not a saint so attracted to habits and routines can relax easily and tune out reality through tv daydreaming a good book etc this question was structured for me because absolutely that is totally me tend to be moody withdrawn and self-absorbed when stressed you know if I had to pick who I am when I'm stressed yeah I get really I get a little moody I'm like you know let's just let's not talk to Jamila you know let's just not do that motivated by the need to maintain peace of mind and harmony in my life for sure for sure motivated by being outstanding and being recognized for my personal success and achievements no don't recognize me at all Do not give me a medal. Don't give me a trophy. I don't even know what the plaques are from when I got these math awards in high school. Like, no, that does not motivate me. That makes me want to hide because all I'm doing is my best. And it's nice when your best is rewarded, but like, don't, don't. (laughs) I'm just humaning and doing things that I enjoy. I, I just don't give me a most likely to be successful for doing things that I enjoy. And no, 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 no. That stuff doesn't motivate me. Trophies do not motivate me. I'm happy with the ones that I've received, all the accolades. Like I, I'm very happy about it. I didn't really realize how much I had done in my life until I recently thought about it. And I'm, I'm grateful. And I hope that I do more. But I'm also okay with not getting a single award and just being a regular schmegular Betty. Impatient with people who are indirect or indecisive. You know, I will say... Yeah, because why, like, when, uh, yeah, sometimes, some, sometimes, I'm not gullible. You must earn my trust and I will change and I will challenge your loyalty. I don't know if I'm not gullible. I feel like I've gotten better as far as being gullible because in high school I was a freaking mess. I don't know what was going on with her. But yeah, you have to earn my trust and I will challenge your loyalty. I will consistently think that you don't want to be around and I will be a negative Nancy and I will pick fights and do my best to make sure that you disappear. But if you don't disappear, if you stay around, like, dang, what's up? (laughs) Hey, may hesitate while I try to organize my thoughts. I may not speak at all if I'm not comfortable with what I want to say. I will say things that I shouldn't say whether I'm comfortable with them or not. And then I will not realize that they're not comfortable until after I've already said it. Value looking good, presenting a good first impression, and dressing for success. Absolutely. Value exceeding standards and rising to the top of my profession. I I want to do my best. And if my best is, you know, exceeding standards, then that's cool and that's great. But 
am I trying to move up in the world and, you know, be CEO? No, I'm just trying to be a good worker who brings value and gets paid. (laughs) Whether that's, you know, at an actual job or just like with Simply Jamilo. Like I'm not making money from it, but in my head, getting paid is just the, the views and the success and the analytics and the visitors from all over the world that read my blog or listen to this podcast and it's just it's beautiful first off but it's just like it's like yeah I don't know I just as long as I'm getting paid and that's my way of getting paid is people like searching something in Google and then I come up because I don't have Google AdSense I'm not paying Google to promote my stuff so it's just dope you know so that's me getting paid but I'm not trying to move up and become the CEO and all this other jazz. Do I hope to open Simply Jamila the shop next year? Yeah, and I've been working on that for a minute and it's the first time I've really ever said that out loud, but it's not like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be someone who can sit back and put my feet up on the desk and have 13,000 people working for her. Like I'm not trying to rise to the top of anything. I'm just trying to be helpful and again, get that paycheck. (laughs) Dislike confrontation and try to keep the peace. If I can, I will. But at the same time, part of keeping the peace is keeping the peace with myself first. So if keeping the peace with myself requires a confrontation, whether I like it or not, it's going to happen. And then the last question, thrive in environments where I can express my creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you know, you know. Congratulations, you answered all the questions. Now I have to fill out this form to get my results emailed to me, which is crazy annoying. And the results are loading. I am most like type two. Wow, that has changed. So I don't know if I've said this. I, I don't think I have actually, but I did previously take the Enneagram test right when Enneagrams were literally everywhere. And when I originally took it, my like primary type was a type four, which was the creative one. But I guess since I last took that test a few years ago, I have changed into a type two, which is the helper. So the one who loves to help and take care of other people, you, the one who puts other people at the top of the list and delivers unconditionally. My core desire is to be loved and needed. And then my core fear is being unwanted. That feels like an attack. Um, <laughs> how do I think I am am 90% empathetic I'm a safe space for vulnerability I am 30% with self-confidence <laughs> I struggled saying no which I did talk about I 85% of me needs approval so I always want to help and never get tired which I don't know what that means but okay yeah so that's it. I am a type two. I am a helper. That's kind of, it's not surprising at all, but it's just kind of crazy. Like, oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I have no other words. That's it. It's just wow, wow, wow. That is everything. So we have learned that I have the anxious, disorganized attachment situation, more anxious than anything. I am an ESFJ as far as Myers-Briggs goes, and I am a type two when it comes to the Enneagram. So now I have to start reposting and sharing the type two Enneagram cartoon graphic things that you see on Instagram. So that's, I don't say it's good to know, but 
it's not surprising. And of course, you know, when they try to put us in a box with these tests, we don't 100% fit in the box. But if they were to put me in a box, I know which one I would be in. And I know myself better than anyone. And I know what elements of me do match in Enneagram type two, but I also know there are elements of me that do not. I will say that self-confidence thing, she, she a little low, but it's okay. <laughs> anyway, before we get out of here, cause this may or may not have been a lengthy episode, I wanna get into some wrecks and regrets. I probably should drink something to drink, to be honest. My throat is burning after reading 180 questions. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is a book. It's called How to Love by Katie Kotugno. Kotugno, I think I'm saying that right. It, her last name is C-O-T-U-G-N-O. And you know what else is an N-O? The book, How to Love. I did not like it at all. I There is a very extensive review. It's actually not that extensive. It's honestly, it's kind of bad but I will have a review of it in September which we're gonna talk about September more in a second but not the best book like I read it so here's my thing I if I really like a book it's really hard for me to put it down but if I really really don't like a book I just want to finish it so I kind of also don't put it down because I just want it to be done to be honest and that is how how to love was for me I did not like it and there was no I reached the point where I was like halfway in the book through the book and I was like this is not getting better at all and I just could not do it so I like worked so hard to finish that book the few days after I reached the halfway point that I was like I literally can't do it and honestly I'm about to be there with Gabrielle Union's book we're going to need more wine it's not that it, it's not nearly as bad as how to love by katie Cotugno, but it's just one of those books where it's like i want this to just be done to be honest but i'm also a big person where if i start something i have to finish it except love island usa because <laughs> that i can't i can't we're happy i finished season one you know i need to take that one and run because season two i couldn't even get through like 20 minutes and I was like uh-uh next up we have an album Samson the album by Chica so good so good I loved the vibe of it I also was shook that she got Snoop Dogg on a track I don't know why I just didn't expect it and I guess I haven't really like known and she's like rapped about it like the support that she's gotten from these huge like artists like these huge legends but Chica kind of like I guess she was making the music. That's why we hadn't heard from her. But it still just felt like it was so long that I didn't know what was going on with her. And then for her to drop an, drop an album and it just be great. It was, yeah, definitely like it. I highly recommend listening to Samson, the album by Chica. Something else that's so good is a TV show on Netflix called Survival of the Thickest. And the way I will cry if Netflix cancels it, like I will figure out where the headquarters are. We will share some words because they cannot do Michelle Buteau's show like that. It's honestly, it's based off Michelle Buteau's memoir, which has now been added to my reading list because I love her. And the fact that I didn't know she had a book, it shocks me. And then the fact that you, the book 
was turned into a television show is just crazy. But Survival of the Tickets, it's only eight episodes. It's on Netflix. Every episode is 30 minutes. So it's really, truly not long. I flew through it in a day. It is the most comforting show the most inclusive show that I've seen in so long and it just makes your soul happy even when she catches her man cheating your soul is still just happy because it's Michelle Buteau she lights up a screen with her presence whether it's scripted or not like she is a fantastic woman actress comedian all of it I like if there's anyone that I want to meet and like give a hug it's her but she is also a very big advocate for the strikes happening so I hope despite that you know she still gets a second season season of her show but man 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 this woman is fantastic so I highly recommend watching survival of the thickest it'll just make your soul happy to be honest and then the last thing that I want to talk about is a movie called the blackening (laughs) I try to not watch things that are suspenseful or even have some sort of element of scary to them. So really don't know how I'm going to watch Wednesday season two, but we'll cross that road when we get there. But with the blackening, it was suspenseful, but it was so good and it was so funny. Uh, Someone told me that they were hesitant about watching it because a lot of people said it was stupid, but it was like stupid funny. Like it was funny and you have to be comfortable with discussions of race and racial topics and you have to be able to laugh at it. But also, if you don't understand the references and you aren't comfortable and you almost feel bad, like laughing at things that poke fun at a race that isn't yours, maybe don't watch it. But considering I am a black person, it's called The Blackening. I mean, uh, yeah, it was pretty freaking funny and I absolutely loved it. Also, Simqua Walls, like that man. What a guy. <laughs> what, what a guy. But no, I, if you get the opportunity to watch The Blackening, I definitely recommend it so funny so good and now that I know what happens and I've reached you know I'm past the point of suspense I could happily and easily watch it again yeah that is everything uh thank you so much for listening to this probably longer episode of the Simply Jamila podcast I enjoyed talking to you about myself and sharing these little anecdotes as I took these online tests so you could get to know me more. I will have the other two episodes related to this series that I've made up. I'll have them linked in the description of this episode. I will also have linked in the description my 30 days of content creation for 30 days during the entire month of September. I will be uploading something new to Simply Jamila the blog every day and I'm very excited about that but I will also forewarn with that I might slack a bit on the podcast and it's crazy that I could even do that considering I only put up two episodes a month but for the sake of making sure that I stick to my 30-day challenge that I created and that I gave myself and that I know a couple people are going to do with me I want to make sure that I really like stick with it so we might only have one episode during September but you know who knows I always have a lot of things planned I actually have most of the writings for September figured out and planned and I'm excited to get going with it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I will be in your ear in a couple of weeks with a new episode of Simply Jamila podcast. I hope you take care of yourself and I really need to drink some water because my throat is very dry. So I'm going to go do that. And yeah, we're just going to say goodbye and not drag this out like I do every time. <laughs> Bye. Don't let your head get in the way. Can't be defined by your mistakes You know you're trying
try